Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement you are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I have a great guest today, and it's really funny how we met, too, because we're both in a coaching class with Steve Olsher, who does Icon Maker, and we had the opportunity to sit together for a couple days, and I think I was sick when it happened, so I stayed away from everybody, but I didn't have COVID. (laughs) I think I was just sick. It is my delight and pleasure today to introduce you to Victoria Vives Kwong. Did I get it right? You got it. Amazing. Thank you. I just say Victoria. That's all I know. So let me share with you. We were talking in the green room today about how we wanted to share her bio. And I feel like it's important to share a couple pieces of her bio. So bear with us as we get through. You know, this process is we're talking um, as I share her bio, and then we're going to get into some really sexy stuff. (laughs) There's a reason behind that. Yeah. So let me first tell you a little bit about her. She is a champion of truth and consciousness. Her diverse and colorful history gives her a unique perspective and keen ability to connect with people from all walks of life. She was raised in the ghettos of Spain. And if you've ever been to Spain, it's beautiful. So I can't, I know there's ghettos someplace, but it's just beautiful. I absolutely love Spain. As a multi-ethnic child of a single mother. And she did have a father, but he left her early in her age. She grew from her experiences of poverty, racism, sexual abuse, congenital problems, and social stigma to achieve high levels of health, as well as success in the entertainment I would say health and wealth, right? As well as high levels in the entertainment industry. She discovered her true calling by empowering others on their path to self-actualization. So that's her like formal, formal bio too. But here's what she's doing now and why we brought her onto the show. And we're going to talk about all this, but um, she's an international best-selling author of the book called In a Matter of Seconds, which I'm holding here. So if you don't see it, it's absolutely beautiful cover. Well, she's a model. So what do you expect? Maybe you can teach me how to do really good selfies because I can't do it. Yes, I absolutely can give selfies. (laughs) So I'm holding her book up and I have read it beginning to end. It's dog-eared all over the place. I've got tons of notes, um, you know, really excited. And she is a healing and shamanism teacher, spiritual leader, and a host of Divine Sexuality Podcast. She's helped over 4,000 women around the world to access their greater fulfillment in their lives and help others to do the same through energy, healing, and spirituality. So thank you so much for doing that. 
So yeah, it's kind of a long bio, but I really want people to understand you've had this unbelievable transformation. You know, as I was reading your book, first of all, I really resonated with it because I have a very similar path with different experiences though. But it's that same path of coming into your own power, coming into your own self, really being comfortable in your own skin in a multitude of ways, not just the surface piece of that, but being who you are and the power that's behind that. And we're going to talk about the keys because you didn't mention it. And it was, we were talking before, but I really want to talk about these four keys to empowerment. Now that said, we have both men and women on this podcast. So I want to make sure that men that are listening are listening for the purpose of helping their women, mm. right? <laughs> helping their women. So let's just kind of dig in and just have you tell us a little bit about your background so I don't have to read your whole book to everybody, but a little bit about how you came to this because you did have these quite substantial challenges. And we know, you know, this podcast is called Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. You've got a multitude of glass ceilings. So tell us about a glass ceiling that really made the difference for you, perhaps was the tipping point that brought you to where you are today. You know, Jen, I feel that I wish I could tell you just one, and, and I will, I will, <laughs> but, but it's not because it was the one. I feel that every single challenge is a catalyst to get to the next level. So that means that if we would have just one major one, sometimes it would not allow for us to explore our full potentiality. So in order to continue with self-actualization throughout our lives, we will have the next one. And sometimes it's almost like life knows that we have already graduated for this level. So now we can take a little bit more. (laughs) And sometimes the next challenge is bigger. Yeah, that's it. It's like consumption, right? You get it in your mouth, you chew on it, you swallow it, and now you're ready for more, right? Exactly that. Exactly. So but if you can think about one catalyst, and I'm thinking about a couple that I read in your book, but something that really, really changed you and brought you to where you are right now, because I know that the podcast that you have, Divine Sexuality, and I've been in classes with you, and I know what you're talking about and how you want to change women's lives, but I don't know if that brought you, what circumstance brought you to this particular place, or if there was something even further back that you feel has brought you to this, this point. Yes, so um, I would say the major catalyst was a near-death experience drawing in the ocean. That would really, really change my life. So, of (laughs) course, I don't, I'm okay swimming, but I almost drowned when I was nine. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I'm telling you, I could resonate with a whole bunch of things. So, yeah, I'm okay in the water, but there's no hanky panky going on in the water. Like, don't pretend like you're going to push me, dunk me. So we have a lot in common, Jen, yes, because we do. I was the same growing up. Like I was like, I don't want to even go into the water. My mother kind of forced me because she understood the value of it. Yeah. But yes, that was, I would say, the greatest catalyst because basically it's like I didn't know if I was going to make it. So wow. that moment, those seconds that felt like years when I was not sure what's going to happen and I was just not able to 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 help myself right. <laughs> and I lost consciousness. So um, it was like a moment in which I had to recommit to be here on earth and say, okay, yes, I want to live. I want to be alive. I want to survive. 
even though I had all these challenges, even though I wasn't sure why I'm here in this life, I know now in this moment that I'm facing death, I know I want to be alive. So I'm going to do everything in my hand to survive. And right there, I... <laughs> Yeah. I fainted well, and I, I lost someone the culture. remembered you, right? Because I remember reading it. Yeah, someone remembered you and came, to, came to your rescue. So that's really good. Yeah, that's great. Yes, yeah, so that was very powerful in the sense that yeah. seeing myself yeah. from outside my body descending in the ocean and just laying down on the floor of the ocean so peacefully and just feeling from that stress that I had and that fear to instant peace. So yeah. for me, that experience and seeing myself without judging, without saying this is a good or bad situation, that absolutely completely changed the rest of my life. Yeah. And I know that that propelled you to get a tattoo that is gorgeous, by the way. On your side that just has your angel wings there. I think that's just beautiful. So you had other things that happened too. I mean, some major traumatic things that happened to you, but you also had some beautiful things. I mean, one, you're gorgeous. You've been a model. Um, you have a very, very beautiful look to you. It's so exotic, right? And so when I think of that, I think that already exudes sexuality. And so is that why it came into this? I mean, what made you want to work, obviously with women, <laughs> but with women in helping them find their sexuality? And I know there's more depth to it. It's not like, oh, you know, you just want to be more sexual and have sex more often. It's more that it comes from within, right? It like you exude it and it has that power and it gives me chills. I can say it. I'm Jennifer. I can say I have JLo Goosies, <laughs> but it does. It gives me those chills, you know, to really just come into your own and kind of walk around and just be you, be that superwoman without having to have the pose and, <laughs> you know, so many people have. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that, about how you're transforming women who are coming to you and that's maybe in the same, you know, five or six or 12 different things that you had to go through, that they're coming to you like that and feeling that they're worth nothing and they can't find themselves and they haven't had that breakthrough. So how do you help them do that? Absolutely. Yes. So imagine I grew up as the only black person around that I met until I was about to turn 14. Mm -hmm. So that means that everybody around me was white. So mm -hmm. just by that, the body image issues that can come from that because I could not fit in the beauty idea, the standard of beauty that was there. So just that was a big thing. And then I was surrounded by women. So I grew up with my mom, my grandmother and my aunt. And my dad was for a period of time with us, but my mom left him actually. It was my mom who said, this is not a good man. Right. <laughs> and she left him. So then I went to an only girl school. So I was surrounded by women. That was my life. Understanding the feminine since I was small because I was surrounded by it. But then we were in a population that was totally led by men. Mm -hmm. So it was a dictatorship and it was ultra conservative. And a woman was almost like second class. And our greatest aspiration was to be the servant of our husbands. <laughs> right, so right. That, was the, that was the world I grew up in. 
So it didn't feel good. What can I say? It didn't feel right. good. And I wanted, yeah. yes, I wanted... Yeah. But you didn't know any different. I mean, that was just the way it was, you know. Exactly. So my thought was, no, you know, sex is like censored, is uh, taboo. And that actually took me a long time to heal from that. But just the fact of being a woman and being powerless, I didn't want to be the next loser in my lineage. So I said, I'm going to be like a man. I'm going to surround myself by men and learn from them and succeed. And that's what I did. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, is it karate that you do or is it something special? So I train many different styles of martial arts as a fight choreographer, stand woman, all this work that I did. I had to learn different styles. So I started with Wing Chun. Then I continued with different practices like Shaolin and other practices. Jeet Kune Do was the one when I became a teacher. So I started teaching as well. And that's Bruce Lee's martial art. So yeah, throughout my life, and basically until I started with divine sexuality, I was on the tomboy side. Right, right. (laughs) I was going to fight like the most powerful warrior. And it felt good. It felt empowering. But I realized that we women have a different kind of power. Yeah. Yes. And unless we tap into that, we are going to stay empty inside. Yeah. So I don't want that for myself. So I move every stone. I didn't leave any stone unturned. I just wanted to make sure that I understand this for myself, for my marriage. I now married for 13 years. So at a point in my marriage, this was a concern for me. And I couldn't really connect deeply with my husband. So I started searching and searching and searching. As a healer also, I saw my students able to heal some things, but this aspect of being a woman and embracing sexuality in the healing and spiritual world is not very embraced. Yeah. So I needed to make sure that that missing piece will be taken care of. That's so important. And we even had this discussion when we were together in San Diego as we were kind of going around the room and all of us were telling you what our issues were so that you knew what women's issues were. And someone came up to me afterwards and said, are you okay in your marriage? I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fine. We've been married 37 years. But I think that a lot of women and men listen into this, if you're listening to this and watching us, is that a lot of women on the exterior, and you even actually wrote this in your book saying, you know, it all looks fine and it looks dandy and But the inside is such a shell. And I always think of a, you know, when I think of a walnut, a walnut shell, and maybe that's not the good one because it's not that pretty, (laughs) right? But a walnut shell, you know, it's super, super hard, really, really hard. But inside, there's a lot of women who seem really super hard on the outside, but on the inside, there's just nothing there. It's not even, you know, they're hard on the outside and soft on the inside like a walnut. I mean, it's just kind of dried up and I don't mean it in a sexual content like that. I'm just saying it's, there's just a shell of a person and they're trying to be what everybody wants them to be on the outside and not working so much on the inside. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I feel a big part of this is the culture we have and we live in, especially the, our Western culture, like mm-hmm. in indigenous traditions, it's not so much that way. But when we come to our understanding that if we want to succeed in this world, we have to compete. So there was our feminism movement 
it was very empowering and we were able to achieve greater things. So now as women, we can achieve the same than a man. At the same time, we lost part of our connection with our femininity. Yes. We lost part of our presence in our bodies and we are more focused on our intellect. So we have almost like sacrificed part of ourselves. And not only that, we also have doubled what we are holding on our plates because now we are trying to be good as a woman, but also good as a man. And we are overwhelmed. We are close to burnout and we are depleted. Right. And I love that you say that you help women move from being a depleted woman to a blooming woman, right? Yes. So how does this transformation happen? I mean, because sometimes this is, and I know one of the other things that you work with is people that have body shame and have insecurities and things like that. But what about the people that don't have the insecurities or the body shame and they feel pretty good, but they just feel depleted? How do we get sort of that smile back and that glow? I mean, even I, I can't wait till you're all listening to this, right? But you should stop the podcast and go look at the podcast and YouTube. There's something about you, Victoria, and it was from the very beginning, you know, the very, very beginning. Because I remember when you were at New Media Summit and on stage and telling your story and you know, we had that as well as we have had opportunities to be in the same room together. But there's something about you. You just, it just oozes out of you. Like the sexuality oozes out of you. And there are women that are beautiful and not beautiful and they still can do that. And I'm looking at me and I'm going, okay, my eyes aren't going, hey, <laughs> like you're bizarre, <laughs> right? I'm just kind of in the moment doing my thing. But it's just kind of like, it's such an attraction. I think that when women can feel that they're attractive from the inside, not the outside, I don't care about the outside. I mean, look, I've looked this way all my life, <laughs> right? I've just looked this way all my life. And yes, I've been in Miss Colorado beauty pageant and I get all that stuff, but I honestly don't feel it inside. It's not that I don't feel it. It's that you have this depletion of, I've got to be strong. I've got to be professional. So how can I turn that off and on? I guess is what I'm asking. Can I be a businesswoman and then all of a sudden turn it on, right? And then turn it back off when I need to be a businesswoman? Can I do that? The trick is to turn it into a lifestyle. So it's not yeah. on and off, but it's always fueling everything in your life. So that means that you can become more magnetic and more creative mm -hmm. and more successful in business by just allowing that to be almost like the underlying force that guides you on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my recommendation, not to have it like a practice that we do 10 minutes a day in the morning. <laughs> okay. I'm turning on my womanness and now I'm going to be this Yeah. And I think, you know, for men listening, they might be thinking the same thing is like, how do I draw that out of my woman? How do I say, stop being all business? Come on, be sensual with me. Be cozy. You know, it's like, oh, I can't because I've got all these things I've got to do. So how can a man draw that out for their spouse or their significant other? Something essential is for us to reconnect with our bodies. When we put all our energy in our intellect, in our minds, and we are almost like going to bed with the next spreadsheet that we want to... Absolutely. Complete. I'm there. That's me. Right? That <laughs> is not a way to be sexy. Right. <laughs> right. So we need to start really 
tapping into how you connect with your body. So for example, your beloved massaging you, that can be amazing, but massaging you not just regularly, but it has to be a full five senses experience. So that means essential oils, music, a nice light that you like. For example, the Himalayan salt lamps have mm -hmm. a warming light. So you want to create the perfect environment that just by going into that room, your sacred space, your sacred bedroom, it always feels like, oh my goodness, I'm in for the treat. Yeah. <laughs> so to create that. And then on top of that, then we start a massage that your beloved gives to you. So we know how women, we need some preparation to really yes. come down. Yeah. So we need our men to support us with that. It cannot be always the quickie. No. We really need to <laughs> have that time to reconnect so that our energy comes from our minds into fully our bodies. Yeah. So that's something that any man can do to help their women to create their environment. And sometimes they don't understand. It's like for them, oh, I don't care which light it is. You know, like I'm ready for this already. But I, you know, I think women think that too, though. I have to be honest. I mean, as you're describing that, my husband, <laughs> because I'll take like uh, things I want to read, like your book, right? It's like, oh, I need to read these things. I print them out during the day. I put them aside. You know, I want to read them right? I want to read this stuff and I don't want to do it in front of my computer. I want to just have some downtime and kind of read. And so I'll walk in with a pile of things and a pen and a sticky notes and highlighter, right? And I'll walk into the bedroom and he's like, oh, great. Foreplay. Foreplay, honey. You want your foreplay in here. <laughs> That's not a good way. <laughs> no. Yeah, we've laughed about it for years because, you know, that's when I take everything into the bedroom and so I don't want to put all this pressure on all the men because really, I think it's us. We have to learn to switch this off. And like you're saying, is it's not an on and off switch. It's just being in, present in the moment. But to get started, it's like, don't bring my air quote foreplay into the bedroom. Yes, your bedroom, <laughs> your bedroom is your sacred bedroom. Right. Yeah. So it's a place where you commune with your beloved. Yeah. A place where I would say not even cell phones. Seriously. Yeah. Yeah. No cell phones, not even sometimes even pets and kids and anything else. It's like your sanctuary for your intimacy with your partner. Yeah. So that you already have that connection that when you enter that room is to connect with your partner. And it doesn't have to be always lovemaking. It can be just to look at each other's eyes, have that massage that we were talking about, hug each other, do anything but something that doesn't take your attention because we have throughout the day so many screens that we look at yeah. that if we switch from that to read papers or other things, we don't have the time to connect. We yeah. are bombarded by information. So we need to put that aside and have yeah. that time with our beloved. I love that. I love that. You had said something about helping women move from what you call shut off state to ecstatic experience right? Because, yes. and I'm going to share another thing too. It's so funny. I wear yoga pants now because I've just been in the house all the time, right? When I'm at home, I just kind of wear yoga pants and stuff. But, <laughs> but I used to wear the drawstring pants. And I would say to my husband, I'm going to go get changed for, um, for bed. I'm going to go get changed and get out of my monkey suit, right? Which was my work suit, right? Uh -huh. And I said, I'm going to go change it. And he would just say, oh my gosh, when that drawstring pulls, it's over. It's over. Oh. <laughs> 
So he kept <laughs> running in behind me and go, don't pull the drawstring. Don't pull it. <laughs> I'd tie it, right? And it would be dead. And he's like, oh, you know, the drawstring is now it's okay. It's over. And, or I'd say, hey, I'm going to go to bed now. And he goes, I'll be in in a minute. And I go, okay. In two minutes, I'm sleeping. I'm just like out. And he's <laughs> like slow motion going, no, no. <laughs> right? So how do we prepare for bed? And you know, when we have children, we know how to do this, right? It's like getting the bottle, cuddling mm -hmm. up, reading a book, right? We kind of move into that, you know, going to bed, right? Going to bed, getting them set up. You can't go from, okay, dinner's done. Let's put you in bed. You'll scream for hours, right? The baby will. So we do this process with our children. And then what happens to us as adults that we don't do this same process when we're with a spouse, I mean, a partner, why is it we don't do that? And what could we do to make that transition? Yes. So it's a matter of reprogramming a little bit what we are doing as a habit, because we don't even think about it, right? It's already like programmed. And we have done it for so many years that unless we have truly a plan that we want to put into practice with discipline, it's not mm. going to happen. So my recommendation would be for you and your partner to have a conversation. What is that you want? So my points for this would be making sure that you have a full hour before going to bed that is not with a cell phone, it's not working, it's not reading, it's just you both getting ready for going to bed together. Yeah. Every time that we wake up and every time that we go to bed is a transition. Yeah. As much as it is when we go on a trip and we come back from a trip, so it's a transition. And we want to honor that together and go into that sleep state together. And yeah. then we give that opportunity, that space, and that proximity for something to happen. And I would recommend, why do you need pajamas? Because <laughs> I'm cold. I'm always yeah. cold. <laughs> You know, I totally understand that you can put a little bit of heater, you can put a blanket. It's so important. We underestimate the importance of our connection with our partners. Yeah. If you don't have your clothes on, you're going to be a little cold. So it's so nice to be hugging together, cuddling. <laughs> right. And some other things will come. But if you are always covered, then you have one more step to, to move through. That's true. All of these barriers or boundaries that we're setting up, you know, me with my homework, which is our four, my four, <laughs> the clothes, it's like all that stuff. And I think it's really a consciousness it gets back to what, you know, talking about you as an author is how you, you know, are a champion of truth and consciousness is, is being more conscious about those things. So let me ask you a couple of other questions, because again, this podcast is, you know, really going from success to significance. And perhaps it could have been said, my mess is now my message, <laughs> right? <laughs> my experience now becomes, you know, what I want to share with people and breaking through all these glass ceilings and things. So let's talk about the business side of this for a moment and having the breakthrough that you now have placed yourself in this environment. And I'm sure knowing you and having read your book, there's going to be multiple other ceilings that you're going to be breaking through because this won't be enough for you. You're going to go and do all kinds of crazy, wonderful things. But if someone's listening to this podcast and it's a transitional podcast, right? It's like, how do I make it through this? Whether someone's in the beginning of it or in the midst of a transition or on the backside of it and 
relishing in the results of that. What advice do you have for people who are just starting this kind of walk into finding their inner power? Men too, because look, there's some men that need to work on sensuality and sexuality and not just sex, right? So what are some transitional tips that you can give to people in each one of those spots, baby steps that they can take just to get started or stick with it? Or now they're on the other side, let's make sure they don't lose it. So just to make sure, are we talking about business or sexuality? Well, we're talking about the sexuality part of it, but also for people that are in a business situation where they're thinking about that transition, they're in that transition and they're finding that inner power of them, whether it's through sexuality or it's just, you know, normal business. So you can answer both facets if you'd like, but, you know, in helping people find their power, whether it's sexual power or business power. Yes. So for sure, we need to find the blessing in the difficulties. So that means there is a crisis, like we are going as a collective through a tremendous crisis, not just here. I talk with my family in Spain and it's just tremendous. Mm -hmm. So we need to find our strength in these situations and understand that they actually are not necessarily all bad. So in Chinese and Japanese, the word crisis means danger, but also opportunity. So that's how it is written. It has a symbol that is danger and the other opportunity. So once we understand the danger, coronavirus, we have to look for the opportunity. And this is something that we have to always be tuning into. So that means that through our lives, we're going to have so many challenges, but we need to almost like turn it around and say, okay, I get it. This is a challenge. But what is that comes from this? Right, what the gift. Exactly, the gift behind this situation. What is the blessing? So I actually have a mantra that I learned, and I do might know because of the book. So what is the blessing? What is the angel in this situation? And please show up right now. Like I want to see it, just demand that. Because otherwise our minds spiral down into negativity. And as soon as we see the first blockage in our path, we stop and that cannot be. So resiliency is essential. So we want to make our fear and our danger, our crisis into the opportunity and just saying, no, 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 this is happening so that I become stronger, so that I learn the lesson and then you can rise even higher. So that would be one of the most important things that I see because we can become victors or victims. Yeah. So it's up to us. Yes. I say that all the time. It's funny you mentioned that because when coronavirus started, I did a big seminar for a couple hundred people. And I said, you know, really, this is a situation where we can be the victim or the victor, right? And I think that's really, really critical. And, you know, Tony Robbins says, you know, in times of crisis, you can be crushed or you can be creative, right? And figure out what that opportunity that lies ahead of you. So someone's in the midst of a transition, either with their beloved and their partner and their trying to think about how we can make this happen and continue to survive through it because it's easy to try it a couple times, a couple nights, turn TV off, do all that, but I don't know if I can do it forever, you know. And the same thing in business is someone's making that transition and they're saying, I'm not getting the traction. I'm just not getting the traction. What tip do you have for them to stay on it? Just stay with it. Stay with it because most people stop an inch shy of where their success is. Absolutely. Celebrate your successes. Mm-hmm. As business owners, we are so hard on ourselves. Yeah. Like we might have accomplished so much. And, you know, I'm not free of blame. 
like it happens to me. Last week I was chosen um, because of a pitch contest. Uh, my pitch won. <laughs> Some weeks before that, my podcast also was chosen. Editor speaks. A lot of things are happening. But instead to put my attention on that, sometimes I direct it to what is missing. Oh, right. but I should be further. I should have accomplished this other thing. Why this has not worked yet? My new video doesn't have the amount of views that I would like it to have. You know, these right. little things. And sometimes we put our attention on that and we don't dedicate a space to truly celebrate our energy systems, nervous system, our mind, our emotions need to celebrate, need that energy to fuel the next steps in our journey. Yeah. So it's going to get tough. Like there is no way around. It's going to get tough, but it is up to us to change that perspective, how we look at it and what we do about it. So when things are going tough, stop for a moment. Okay, this little segment is not going well. How about the rest? What are yeah. your successes? What are you grateful for? So that I would recommend to do on a daily basis because what happens is that normally we leave it for when we are already down. But if we do a little bit of preventive focusing on gratitude on a daily basis, then it doesn't have to go so low. Yeah, that's interesting. I was just listening to someone who said something about death, right? We're so afraid to die, right? We're all going to die. But we don't focus on, I'm going to die today. I'm going to die tomorrow. I'm gonna, we don't focus on that. Instead, we focus in negativity on living, mm. right? And it's like we're afraid to die. But we don't focus on that. Instead, we focus on the fact that we're afraid to live, <laughs> right? It just doesn't make any sense. So it's like, go out there and live. We're so afraid of failure, but failure is like the worst thing that could happen to us. No, death is the worst thing that could happen to you. Instead, we just focus on this failure, 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 and then we don't live. Do you know one thing that I started doing also after my near-death experience, actually, I just started just looking at life like a game. Mm -hmm. Like imagine that it's just like a video game that you can do anything. Why not? You know, yeah. because in reality, it's a little bit like that. We take it always so serious and we don't allow ourselves to try new things, to be pioneers, to explore new things. Then what is it about? We don't want to just live a boring life <laughs> but instead let's play fully you know and see what happens and you might be surprised yeah i think that's beautiful so do you have a quote that you sort of live by or a mantra that you live by i mean you mentioned a little bit of a mantra that you use but is there something that really drives you in your life whether it's business whether it's personal is there something that you're always going back to I always like to see when something is scary, to see that as the fear is driving me away from my true self. So I like to see love and when I can act fully without thinking about, oh, maybe it's not going to be good and really embracing who I am. Mm -hmm. And when something is feeling like scary or I'm fearful about it, yeah. yeah. I really want to make sure to look at that and say, this is part of my growth. There is something there that is hidden that I don't know yet what it is exactly, but unless I go through it, I might not be living fully. And right. of course, we want to do this with precaution. It doesn't mean, oh, I want to jump from the airplane. Right, a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Not that. <laughs> but That's scary. Like, 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, and I really totally get that. I, you know, as you're talking about that, I'm thinking, you know, they say face fear head on, right? But what you're saying is, yeah, face fear head on, but maybe not fear head on, maybe kind of look around it and say, okay, if I can get around it, what are the opportunities that are on the other side? And that's what I want to focus on. This is not the scary part. The scary part is what's going on on the other side, or it isn't even the scary part, right? But it's, can I get past this to get to all these wonderful opportunities that are on the other side instead of making it a China wall, you know, the Great Wall of China? Maybe it's just a little speed bump. And I love that you think through that as well. Well, I could talk to you forever about all kinds of fun stuff. Um, <laughs> but I want to make sure that everybody knows, you know, again, the name of your book is In a Matter of Seconds, In a Matter of Seconds. And in there, you've got five keys to freedom, which I totally, totally love. And I know we didn't get time to get into those today, but encourage everyone to get your book. Is it an ebook as well? Can someone get an ebook? Yes. So yeah. right now it's in ebook, like Kindle and mm-hmm. paper book, and also the hard, the hard cover. Book. Yeah, with that I have. Yeah. So I also know you have a couple of freebies that you're giving to us, and I will have those links in the show notes and stuff. But Tell us a little bit about the Divine Sexuality ebook. That's going to walk us through what? What's that going to help? Yeah, so I think I have it right here. Right. <laughs> yeah. So this is thinner, but it has all the information that you need. So awesome. it starts with the idea of moving from the shut up state into the ecstatic experience. That's so awesome. it moves you through the five different aspects that keep us in that shut up state. Awesome. So awesome. that is for free available in the link that right. Jennifer is going to provide. <laughs> okay, great. So that's good. Yeah, I definitely want to go get that myself. And then you also have a five-day self-care challenge. So tell us about that. Yes. So sometimes women come to me like, okay, I want to become this goddess of divine sexuality. And it's like, okay, hold up. Right. <laughs> you need to start with a step number one. Are you right. taking care of yourself? Are you dedicating okay. some of that energy that you put out in the world to come back to you, nurture yourself so that you are really recharged and feeling that self-love? So most women, we don't do this on right. a regular basis. So that's why I created the five-day challenge for self-care. We go every day just a little bit further. And it's a step that you can take in five, 15 minutes a day. And it's changing life. Like it's really having a profound effect. And I'm seeing women transforming and creating that habit that sometimes we need support. We need to have a system, a structure, a group of women that come together so that we can make it happen. So that's what it is. Is this something that, you know, because a five-day challenge takes you from this side of the river to the other, and it's a bridge, right? And if you go over that bridge and your spouse is on the other side, and you're going, come on, come on. Like, I don't know. I don't trust you. You weren't this way before. So do you recommend that women, not in your community or group of women kind of sharing intimate things, but do you suggest that men and women kind of go through this process together or that the women let the men know that they're going to be going through that process or that they're going to listening going? can hand it to their woman? <laughs> <laughs> men are not allowed in the challenge, <laughs> but they are welcome to support their women. Absolutely. That's super important for them to know how this is something essential for us. And they're going to really receive the benefits from us feeling at our best. When we start focusing on nurturing ourselves, we have so much more for everything else. So yeah, absolutely. That's a great and very important point. 
Well, yeah, because, you know, if you go over that bridge and they're not there with you, then you're kind of by yourself over there going, well, now that didn't work. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, I absolutely love it. So we'll have all of the links for everybody to find out more about you. Your whole life is just very interesting. You have this very feminine side to you. And then, oh, my gosh, you're in martial arts. You could probably kill anybody you wanted to. And then you have modeling, right? And then entertaining and dancing and singing and you were a tough girl too. I mean, you were definitely a tough girl and just very interesting to see it all coming together in a really cool way that again, for you was your transition of the ceilings that you broke through that got you to this point. And what I want to say to everybody who's listening is that those ceilings are great things because they create a new floor. And then you'll have another ceiling to break through, another thing that helps you grow financially, health-wise, physically, your sexuality. So I want to say thank you so much for spending time with us today. It has been wonderful spending time with you. I'm just delighted. I'm grinning from ear to ear because I'm so excited to do one of the, I think I'm going to do the challenge. Let's do it together. It's going to be so much fun. I think I'm going to do the challenge and then I'll go into the sexuality book because I think I need to get to a certain place first. So, I mean, in full transparency and vulnerability, right? I mean, we all have these. I'm just telling everybody I have them. I have these. Everyone else has them. They're just not sharing it. It happens. It happens to me. We need to make it a point, make it a priority. And sometimes we just don't make that choice. Yeah. So this is an invitation for all the women to make it a priority. Yeah, I absolutely love it. Well, thank you so much, Victoria, for joining us today. I really appreciate it. And for those of you that stayed on and listened, thank you so much for sharing this time. And please go check out all of the freebies that she's giving to us. You never know. I mean, it can make a big impact in your business. And that's what it's all about, right? The significance and the impact that you can make on others. We're making it on yourself first. So thank you so much for being with us today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. This has been amazing. Thank you. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com slash S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.